1: this is the royal blue podcast from the liverpool echo giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from goodison park
0: hello everybody and welcome to the latest royal blue podcast and impromptu royal blue podcast which you can also catch on facebook live today as rafa benitez is sacked as manager after just 200 days the revolution is over Benitez was given his marching orders by majority shareholder Farhad Mashiri on Sunday afternoon, less than 24 hours after a dismal defeat to bottom club Norwich City threatened to embroil Everton in a relegation battle. Former Goodison Park Chief Roberto Martinez has emerged as a surprise early candidate to take over, but Duncan Ferguson, Wayne Rooney, and even Frank Lampard have also been touted as potential candidates. I'm your host, Sam Carroll, joined by Chris Beasley, Gavin Buchland, and Conor O'Neill as we discuss the chaotic reign of Benitez at length and where Mashiri turns next during another Everton crisis. Chris, I'm going to start with you. The latest information we have is that Farhad Mashiri and Everton are exploring the possibility of bringing back Roberto Martinez to Goodison Park. Bringing a manager back who finished in the bottom half of the table in his final two seasons and already been sacked by the owner, does that sound like a wise appointment to you? No. No, it does not. (laughs) It sounds like
2: a mad appointment to me.
0: Um,
2: it's absolutely bizarre that, um, Everton can get to a position where they go f- through Martinez, Kuman. I'm trying to get them all in order now, Allardyce, Silver, Ancelotti, Benitez it's in the space of s- six years. And then Mashiri to be considering the the man who he, he axed just weeks into his tenure as, as majority shareholder, the person who um, it was he couldn't, couldn't even keep him on for that one last game of the season against Norwich City. It was feared it was going to get too toxic for what was Tim Howard's farewell after a decade at Goodison. Fan protests, I think, at the one the only game he won in those last couple of months at home against Bournemouth. Um, I was there that day when Leicester City won the Premier League and Everton were like the stooge basketball team who the Harlem Globetrotters had run rings round. I mean, ridiculous. And Big Sam, Sunderland banged them 3-0 midweek and that was the final say for Martinez. And someone who they ended up paying £10 million just to get rid of, you know, um, after they'd handed him that five-year contract after his impressive first season. It just seems ridiculous. And it also just seems like they've... They they ran out of ideas. They've gone. They've burned through so many managers in that time that they're now going back to the guy who they deemed not good enough after just a couple of months. It, it truly beggars belief. I've done a piece on it, and you can look at that on the Echo site now. It's up there, and yeah, I, I suppose the Belgian FA might throw us in the works because they don't want to lose their manager ahead of the World Cup later this year. But I, I'm I'm just staggered. But it's like what could top Trump? appointing a former Liverpool manager who's a busted floor sign, so know we'll get the guy we
0: got rid of after a couple of months. Bizarre. Gavin Buckland, are you going to sing the praises of Roberto Martinez? Do you do you want the Catalan back?
3: It's phenomenal, isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, do I want him back, or do, does does the club want him back? Um do you want them back? Uh, no. We're, uh, no. We're not speaking to far have machine here, Gav. This is all No, on you. no, no. Yeah, I, well I would say you've got more clout, there, Sam, to be fair, but um <laughs> no, seriously, it's I mean I, I it beggars belief that our last dealings with him was in court, wasn't it? <laughs> it was yeah. Settlements. Um, you know, when he when he left and um he um obviously, you know, failed in his last couple of years, um, but some good players. You know, we have a look at the t- players. We had like 15, 16. Uh, no, and, uh, you know, we don't have to go through his, fra- his frailties as a manager. Defensively, not great. You know, and, and you hear stories that, you know, obviously at the end of his campaign, I think there's a lot of senior players weren't uh, happy with him on and off the pitch. Um, and also as well, Let's face it; you could argue he's underachieved a little bit with Belgium. There's been some results Belgium have which have been typical. Everton having under him, where they've been winning two 0 and got beat three two and stuff. Um, so, yeah, that doesn't make sense. And also, he's been out of club management for six years, hasn't he? I think so. International to club management is a big is a big thing, isn't it? And the game's changed a club level even in those six years. So, regardless of where he goes as a manager next. You've got that issue as well. So it's, it's a no for me. Um Purely, you know, you could argue purely because of that, that thing that it's an international to club management is a big, big change. So now no, for me, I'd, I'd find it difficult to understand the logic behind it, to be honest with you. Uh, and it would also be another divisive appointment, wouldn't it really with fans, which I think as, as Chris was saying there, is possibly the last thing we need at the moment, even on the short term, till now and the end of the season. Are you polishing your brown shoes, Connor? <laughs> no, I'm not. No, I'm not polishing my brown shoes. I'm
1: I'm with f- both both Gavin and B's there. I think it's just staggering, really, isn't it? That like, he's the man who comes to the conclusion that he's the, the lead one to lead us forward. And I just think for me, you look at the, the position we're in as well. I mean, the, the the big things with Roberto team was towards the end of the season last the last season seven, ten, it was and he was there was very little fight and very little kind of heart and desire there, was it? They were very you know, they were very powder puffed, they were very easily brushed aside by by a lot of teams that season, you know, Beasley loses to dead in the Leicester City game, the Sunderland game, or you know, they just brushed aside and he had a real soft underbelly, and you're thinking this is an evidence side that you know needs toughen up, it needs some, you know, a bit of tough love to get themselves clear of you no know, danger, because we are obviously now looking over our shoulders. So, to turn to someone who's, you know, teams are now for not really having that fighting spirit and being a little bit soft just, just seems stupid to me. And, you know, I, I I don't think I was the only one who last night when the, the news certainly broke that, you know, Everton was identified him as like the, the front runner that they were just left to shake their head because you think, you know, they, they've done the hard work and get rid of Benitez, you know, in many people's opinions, a couple of weeks too late. And then, you know, all that hard work's just kind of undone in a couple of hours when it becomes clear that the man they want to replace with Roberto Martinez. It just, it just, baffles me really and I think it's it's worrying for the for the direction the club in which we're heading in because we're not totally away from danger. We are in a nervous position and we do need a quick fix and we need a a quick bounce and we also need someone to come in and unite the fans and like the club because you look at that away on Saturday it was toxic. You know the 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 banners, the the songs, you know, we need someone to come in and unite and everyone get back support the team and everyone back 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 in the manager. And I just don't think Roberto Minez is going to do that because there'll be a lot of people similar to Benitez who won't want him in charge before he even even gets the job? And we've seen that already today. You look at social media. There's there's no one. Else, you know, I'm yet to see anyone who's fully put the hat on and said, "Yeah, get him in. He's a good man. He'll be a good fit for us. He he's the man to turn things around. And for me, it's just it's just staggering really. And I think it's it's a damning indictment of where the club's heading, and it's worrying because, like I say, we are in trouble and we do need a quick fix because we don't want to get dragged in too far deep because it, it will be a long couple of months towards end of the season.
0: We we must stress that it is still early doors. It's still less than 24 hours at time of recording that Rafa Benitez has been sacked as Everton manager. But some of the early reports suggested that Martinez could come in on an interim basis. I've seen another report saying he could combine Everton and his duties as Belgian manager until the World Cup. Everton right now are a team six points above the relegation zone, playing very, very poor football. A lot of players underperforming new players to the Premier League in the shape of Vitaly Michalenko and Nathan Patterson. We definitely don't need a manager who has been relegated from the Premier League on an interim basis, and as you've pointed out, hasn't managed since managing Everton six years ago. And I don't like the idea of an Everton manager having half an eye on on another job. Is that something you'd agree with?
2: Definitely. I I see that as a non-starter. It's almost like getting desperation, you know, take him under whatever means. And it, it, it just seems silly. Like I say, it, this huge climax to his job um, with Belgium. It's all been geared to this World Cup 2022, the end of the year in Qatar. Um, as, as Gav has said, he's, he's probably actually underachieved a bit, given that he's had Belgium's golden generation and he should have probably won a tournament, be that a Euros or a World Cup by now. So, you know, there's no relegation as such in international football. So he's all right in that score. You know, he's not just sort of, Ticks over and sort of gets them there or thereabouts. But yeah, it's not It's like the, like the days of when the likes of uh, Mark Hughes could combine playing for Everton with managing Wales or um, other managers who've done international on a part time basis. You don't think you can do that these days. And especially the way Everton are, it's, um you say, now dangerously close to the the relegation zone. I think they dropped another place actually because the, Le- the Leeds United result was it? They're down to 16th now and obviously Norwich City going from 20th to 18th they've got you know their tails up they need somebody to desperately stop the rot and for all that Roberto on his good days does um have um a lot of positives and that he was the man who took Everton to the highest ever Premier League points total he's not your man for um a relegation fight because you know ultimately uh, you know his finest hour leading Wigan Athletics to the FA Cup the same month as he got relegated with Wigan he, He's, you know, he's a lovely man. I got on with him great when I had my dealings with him in the past. But you, you, you need more than that. It's almost like he wins more friends and football matches at times, and he's 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 not really adequately prepared to sort of roll your sleeves up for the the rough and tumble of a, of a relegation battle. That those those aren't his strengths. And as we said, lovely going forward, but you know, the, the amount of defensive mistakes his his teams would make, and that that that's the sort of the area of the pitch that Evan desperately need improvement right now. Um, yeah, it, it, it just on every level, this, this whole um, link just seems bizarre to me and is damning of the owners and the way they've gone about um, searching for Everton managers.
3: The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and A member FDSE.
0: I want to come on and and, and talk about Farhad Machine at some point on the podcast, Gav, but a, a lot of comments kind of coming in at the moment about who... Who else, apart from Roberto Martinez, can potentially replace Rafa Benitez? What are your thoughts on Duncan Ferguson?
3: Um, interesting. Um, I think Duncan Ferguson is an I think we need to remember that we don't need to necessarily be rushed into a, you know, a quick decision, do we? Because we've obviously got the game on Saturday, and then there's the FA Cup, and then do we not play in the league then until, is it the, the 6th of February? Is There's a weekend right now, off, so? isn't there, yeah. yeah. For the short so, term, at
0: least, though, would you be happy with, with Duncan to try and inject that bounty did after Marco Silva? Um,
3: depends what you mean by short term. If you say Saturday, I don't think, in that context of we don't need to take a decision, not got a problem with Saturday. Um, problem with Duncan for me is, well, I'd, I'd be quite clear, is... I find it bizarre that somebody who's been a coach with four or five different managers, maybe more is still, still here to be fair. Um, you know, um, that's the first thing. The second thing is people said about it like, was like two years ago, been a lot of worse under the bridge in the last two years, hasn't it? That Ferguson's yeah. so Ferguson's far more familiar with the players than what he was two years ago. He's very close with Ancelotti and, and Terry. And Benita. so his relationship with the players is probably not the same as what it was two years ago, and also, um, you know, what they think of him is maybe different. So, um, do, do you I think was, he's become too close too close to
0: it? Then, Gav? is that what you're trying to say?
3: Yeah, yeah, where well, he is part of the coaching team, maybe a little bit more. And it's just two years down the line, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's just two years in a a similar role. So I don't think it's the same scenario as two years ago for a start. I think, so I've not got a problem with Saturday, but I think that there appears to be this attitude, which I don't necessarily agree with that, or bringing Duncan Neal, restore, Devon Spirit, and players will work hard and so on and so forth and we'll be okay. Stability. I'm not so sure about that. And I think also it was about two years ago. where maybe Ben Silver got sacked, we still middle of the table. It was halfway through the season, wasn't it? Mm. Um, and you know you're going to be doing it in the short term. Managing the team and the, the business end of the season when they're right near the bottom is a different set of circumstances, isn't it? So... Um, in, in lots of lots of reasons, I would take really nothing from two years ago, in terms of saying, "Oh, yeah, did the job then? Do it now. We'll do the same now." I think it's a completely different set of circumstances, Sam. So therefore, I've not got a problem with Saturday, but I think between now and the end of the season, this thing will it'll come in and give us stability, and you know, we'll, we'll get our required number of wins. Sam. I'm not so sure that's a given. Um, to be fair, because a lot of horses passed under the bridge in the last two years.
0: Well, while you've been speaking, Gav, the Athletic and and David Ornstein have published a story which says Everton want Roberto Martinez to replace Rafa Benitez and have offered him the job. Everton's preference would be for him to return on an interim basis. And Martinez would like Thierry Thierry Henry to join him at the Premier League club as his assistant, although the Belgian FA are understood to prefer he rejects the approach. If Everton have offered... Roberto Martinez the job, Gav. What does that say about Farhad Masjidi? Do you think? On about on, on an interim basis, it says it says that they would prefer the preference would be for Martinez to retain on an interim basis.
3: Well, I mean, I think. But the, the the one thing that has to be said in all of this there's a distinct lack of options here, isn't it? This is this is the, the reason we got beneath in the summer, wasn't it? There was a lack of options. Mm. Uh, as I say, it's not some. So, a decision I'd, I'd be wouldn't be my, my first choice, but if he does get it, you've got to support him. But I'm not so sure, and um, to be fair, but we'll see. I mean, at least on the tier, he'd probably play for us, wouldn't he? Uh, 45 year old tier, on would probably an <laughs> asset up front, you know, based <laughs> on some <the laughs> of our recent performances. <sighs> I don't, and, and David Dornstein's well, very well connected, isn't he? Uh, so, that's no, uh, you know, dare I say, tabloid, tittle-tattle, is it really? Um, so, I don't know. We'll see, but it's, a, it's an incestor move, isn't it? But there's all sorts of contractual stuff going on there as well, isn't there, Sam? Um, I don't know. We'll see.
0: With these reports coming out then, Connor is the Woody right now for Everton that there is no director of football, there is no man kind of in between the players and Farhad Mishiri help helping make this next decision. And it is very much being left up to Mashiri and the advice of perhaps Bill Kenwright, Denise barrett the Dale Graham Sharp and, and the Everton board to make what is a crucial decision. Everton need to move away from the relegation zone with this new stadium at Bramley Moor Dock on the horizon and stabilise. And it seems that they are, again, after... Making the mistake in the summer of going against the fans' wishes, taking this decision in their own direction?
1: Well, I think I think ultimately I think Farabash shown over his tenure of it, and he quite frankly doesn't really care what the fans think. You know, he he pointed Samanadis. You no, know, he I know he claims it, you know, he never appointed David Moore because of the fan backlash. But you know, he had no hesitation in putting you know, Sam Anadice, he's a pointed around, but he does. I don't think he's too fussed, really, what people think and what fans have got to say. I think he very much believes in his own ability to make decisions and make the, you know, the right decisions. Um, I think what was interesting, though, we, we, certainly we, we, when it comes to Farad and Bill Right, was certainly from the state and seven per out last night confirming Benitez's departure, although it was very short and, and brief and to the point, the, the, the last line about there'll be an update in due course, etc. That did make me think that they had someone lined up already and that he's already spoken about someone coming in. Um, and that's obviously, you know, look at Roberto Martinez. If he has been offered the job or, you know, on an interim basis... But they'd already longed, they'd already thought about appointing um, Roberto, you know, he'd become the the person. So, I think I think ultimately, Mascheri and Ken Wright have, have come to this conclusion that Roberto is, is the right man. I don't think ultimately, you know, certainly far, I don't think he really cares what, what the fans have got to say. I don't think he, he really has, because you look at it, you know, he's never really appoint, He's never appointed he says, Well, if he truly, you know, felt the fan feeling and that, you know, Salis was the same, I don't think he would have ever appointed them, them two fellows. but he did because I think he believes in his own ability to make decisions, and ultimately, time's shown he's not made the right decisions on either. Then counts, and he's considered to make a lot of a lot of other wrong decisions along the way. But I think he just believes in his own ability, and he, you know, at the end of the day, it's his money, it's his football clubs, he'll do what he wants. But I think it's just worrying in the sense that there doesn't seem to be that anyone there now who's got that modern football, you know, brain almost. And I look at, at things, I think you look at, you know, certainly the better clubs nowadays kind of have that modern director of football, modern, you know, sport director approach, and, and it, it pays dividends for them, When you just look at Everton now, and you think, you know, they're going back to a man who, who Bill Perry clearly has a lot of affection for someone who, you know, far shape. So we think, well, he, he's basically the Belgian team, he's, you know, used to coaching high-profile players, etc. and it, it kind of ticks boxes, but the wrong boxes that you want ticking, you know, in a way, I think Everton, you know, they need, it needs sort of fresh from top to bottom, and Going back to someone who, who was deemed not good enough five years ago, who's done nothing in them five years, six years to justify being given the role, it's just it's a worrying step. And, uh, but like I say, I think ultimately there's nothing far ahead really cares what anyone's got to say because he just keeps making these decisions regardless of what any fans got to say on the matter.
0: If Everton and Farhad had are going down the interim route, though, bees with Roberto Martinez, who as it currently stands does not seem to be a a massively popular decision would it have not made more sense to give it to Duncan Ferguson on an interim basis, knowing that at the very least you'll have 40,000 people behind you at Goodison Park every other week?
2: I'm not happy with this interim basis whatsoever. We've got a piece coming up at, at four o'clock on about um, caretaker managers, and I mean, the longer they go in jobs, the tougher it seems to be for them. You, Duncan gave that, you know, short-term you know, shot to the arm. It was just what the doctor ordered against Chelsea, wasn't he? After Marco Silva had um, gone, that's just exactly whatever needed. Uh, but even by the end of that four-game tenure, he was flagging, sort of, uh, he'd had that credible result, the draw at Man United, and then the Carabao Cup penalty exit to Leicester, and then obviously that awful goalless draw to, with Arsenal to finish with, with Carlo and Mikel Arteta both in the stands and I think it's a dangerous game having an interim manager in for an entire half a season, given where Everton are in the in, in the table. Yeah, don't Duncan Ferguson is certainly get everyone on side and um, after Benitez, I mean that helped get the club's identity back. But I've already done a piece this morning saying, you know, if you want to go down that route, of getting an Evertonian, go for somebody who's actually got his hands dirty. And there's actually learned his trade, you know, a tough baptism of fire at Derby County. And in Wayne Rooney, um, terribly tough circumstances there. He's working at a club that makes Everton look like a well oiled machine and a slick outfit, you know. They, and these, you know, they, if, if it wasn't for the point seduction, they'd be mid table now. Um, I, it could be ironic, like I said to you yesterday, Sam, that um, you know, Rooney fulfills his Everton destiny as a manager rather than a, a player, and it is earlier than. I would have liked. You'd have liked to maybe give him a bit more time at Derby County, see how he gets on. But you know, come off the hour, come off the man. Um, it, it's like the sort. If you want an Evertonian, he'd be the one I think to galvanise the club. I mean, Duncan Ferguson's 50 years of 50 years of age now, which is a year off what Howard Kendall was when he came back for a third time as manager. And Ferguson hasn't had a senior position. In the game, he's worked as assistant and, and as a first-team coach under these various Everton managers who have failed. It, it, it'd be a big risk for me. I mean, it could, it could be wrong. Big dunk could, you, it could be turn out to be a revelation for Everton. But I think given the situation they're in, it's a massive risk. And I personally would be much more inclined to go down the, the Rooney route if Everton want to go for one of their own because they've had a series of these like older managers, called it bit, sort of like the jaded Managerial luminary cartel, these sort of big names from the past, and it just hasn't worked for Everton. Perhaps they need a, a younger manager who's more in touch with the players, a bit like Moyes was when he came in. He was only 38, wasn't he, when he was appointed in 2002. And I think, uh, you know, sort of Rooney would be the, the closest fit to someone like that.
0: Gav, Chris has brought me nicely onto that next point. But Wayne Rooney as Everton manager, at a third spell back at the club in the dugout. Is that a risky move with the position Everton are in in the Premier League table, or has Rooney proved himself at Derby County?
3: I think any any appointment we make at the moment, Sam, is risky, isn't it? Yeah, that's that's that that's the problem uh, from from somebody who's hugely experienced through to somebody who is you know a managerial pup. Um, so there's a degree of risk involved in every appointments and back then whether it's an interim or full time appointments. I get Chris's argument to me and if, if and I don't think it should come down to this if there's a choice between fix and a Rooney, I'd have Rooney, but Wayne's done what? Was it yeah year, year? Say I can't second? How long has been at Derby? Um, still very young, you Four know, points, spra- yeah, you yeah, would he, I'm being surprised how well he's handled himself and, um, all credit to, him. um, and in, I'd say, and they've done well and but in some respects, the pressure is maybe a little bit off because they've started so far behind. I just think that would be an enormous leap to make from sort of Derby to, to go to, and for somebody who's relatively inexperienced, but well, not relatively is inexperienced. So, again, would not be an ideal candidate uh, for me at this stage. Um, notwithstanding the fact that actually, given what you've seen so far, he appears to have it in him to to be somebody who could manage a, you know, a, a big club. Play for big clubs, hasn't he? No, um, she's called having a big club there, by the way. Um, so, um, yeah, Wayne Rooney, yes, at some point but not now. I don't think it'd be the, the right appointments. appointment. I, would you really be a divisive figure? Do you think? What do we think?
2: I don't think now after coming back, I mean, I mean he was a hugely divisive figure as a player, wasn't he? He was, he was yeah, yeah. the most divisive play, figure, but I think all that's, that's gone on, I, personally, I think he, he wouldn't be now. I think he'd be sort of backed by the whole fan base, but I'd certainly take on board what you say, Gab. I mean, Ideally, it's far too soon for me. You know, I would have rather... Yeah. waiting. It is so inexperienced, but how often do these opportunities crop up? That's the only thing. I mean, I'm surprised myself. A few months ago, I'd have said, oh, it's too soon, one for the future perhaps. Yeah. But just the way things have panned out.
1: I think the big thing with Rooney is, well, out, so. is that if he wasn't Wayne Rooney and it was just someone else who's not job at top he would never be the the in the with the Everton job. It's because he's a former player who's going to come back. But I... Disagree a little bit with bees. I don't think the whole fan base will get behind him. I still think there's that lingering thing with Rooney where some people truly haven't forgiven him for for, for leaving him the first yeah. time when he did. I, I think, think there's still,
3: little... sorry, Connor. Sorry, didn't mean to put in there. Sorry,
1: I just think that's it's still a little bit rocky waters, a little bit. And I think it's not. And I, like I say, I think the big thing with Rooney is I mean, I've, I'm, I'm a bit like bees, I've warmed to the idea of him getting the role, but I think that's more because of how depressing the candidate this looks. If, if you're looking at it, you know, there, there's no... Because let's face it, if there was a standout candidate, we'd always be saying it and we'd all be pushing for that one person to get the job, but there isn't. And that's why there's so many opinions and so many different, you know, ideas. But I just think if, if, if it wasn't Wayne Rooney who'd done that job at Derby and it was someone else, then there's no way in the world we would be, you know, he'd even be getting suggested for the role. This I mean, it's because of who he is.
3: Yeah, just to just clarify, when I meant divisive, I'm not talking about Wayne's previous with the club, I'm so, I'm talking from his lack of in experience his lack of mm-hmm. lack of experience compared to what you want ideally you know that, that actually there'd be the there'd beef maybe 50% of fans are saying he's not experienced enough to be manager and another 50% are say, you know like Kristen, you, you made the case today quite you know well it's like that that actually he's done really well at derby as a former player all that type of stuff um so uh, it's very hard, isn't it? I think you could we could talk about this all day. You're not going to get anybody here to think who's going to be saying, "Oh, yeah, made up." Yeah, hundred percent, and that, that 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 that's the uh, that's one of the main problems, isn't it? Really, which was the same in the summer. To be fair, the Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
0: Again, while we've been on air, Graham yep. Potter, who a few people in the comments have been mentioning as a potential future Everton manager, has been asked about his future after Rafa Benitez left. And Graham Potter says, I'm very happy here at one of the best-run clubs in the Premier League with a fantastic owner, chairman, CEO, sports director, great people at the club. These are those comments cut a little bit deep in terms of some managers now who would be viable candidates perhaps might be looking at Everton and thinking... Behind the scenes, that is not a well-run club. I don't want to go there and tarnish my own reputation or risk my own career to join a club which I don't think it's any hidden secret anymore. It's it's not being ran
2: well. Yeah, but perhaps so. Perhaps so. I, 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 ultimately, I think if it came to the crunch, if if Everton actually did come in for Potter and say, "Look, you're our our choice. We want you," I think that being, I think it'd be hard pressed. To say no, given that the, the opportunities are, but it certainly is a big factor, isn't it? Maybe he does feel Brighton are very well run and uh, go. Perhaps someone like Everton is. I mean, unless he's getting offered the job, he, he's he's going to he's going to go through those platitudes, isn't he? Publicly, anyway, he's going to say all the right things about Brighton, and he might actually be, believe those. But yeah, and until he's until he's you know gets a phone call and they want him, he's he's not going to say anything else. But yeah, it is a concern um, the fact that you know Everton have been through so many managers in such a short space of time and just seem to have squandered so so much um, um money on these um these players who have seen off yet another manager because they've got to shoulder a lot of the blame as, as well it, it we've got to think that what does Everton look like for for outside um is it a poison chalice now it has it, got so bad certainly at the moment um maybe uh, Potter would have been tempted if they come in, in the summer and he'd had a time to prepare them for the season, whereas if he, if he comes in now in a much worse position than his own team and actually almost in a, being embroiled in a relegation battle, it might not be the, the right time a, again for, for somebody like that. I mean, I'm personally, I, I like Potter. He's the one I would have gone for in the summer. I think that Everton needed a young progressive manager who was um, who was able to sort of take the team on and move them forward to, to Bramley-Mordock, but yet it perhaps he thinks um, that a, a mid-season move would be risky for his career.
0: It's not just a, a manager that Farhad, Mashidi and Everton are and left looking for as well, though, Gav. We've also lost Marcel Brands. There's a there's a decision to be made there. We lost Greta Steinson, the head of recruitment. There's all these positions that need filling. There's an ongoing strategic review, which all the noises from the club and from Rafa Benitez were suggesting the Spaniard, was going to be a part of. So there's a lot of decisions to be made anyway. In in what order do they even go about making them? Do you think that a director of football model remains the right model for Everton? Because then that once more complicates whoever they bring into the job as manager. It's a total mess, isn't it?
3: Absolutely. So we've got no head of scouting, no head of developments... No director of football. Um as you say, this strategic review. I mean, oh when you point look at it from that angle, Sam, the appointment of an interim manager now and the end of the season makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, if you appoint a permanent manager now, but what happens if your strategic review says, Oh, well, we should have a director of football. And the the permanent manager that you've got does not want a director of football or wants to appoint their own, you know, head of recruitment, or whatever. You know what I mean? It's it's that decision making within within the club, isn't it? That needs to be get uh, got right in, in the first place. So, to me, when you couch it in those terms, it would make sense to get all that all that governance bit out the way first before you appoint a permanent manager in the summer so maybe that does point to an interim uh manager between now and the end of the season yeah um on that basis um yeah and, well, do you want a director of football at all is the first thing isn't it here somebody, and then if you do want one who is it because because what, what ideally what he wants, and let's face it, everybody says this. If you, ideally what he wants is a director of footballer appoints a manager, isn't it really? Yes, yeah. which has not necessarily been the case at Everton as we've over the last four or five years. But that's what he wants, and he would hope that that if there was a strategic review recommendation for that, that that's what it would say, wouldn't it? That we appointed director of football or appoints the manager, or it takes the lead role and appoint the manager. So um, yes, so. All that stuff needs to be dissolved as well, doesn't it? Um, and that at that point's maybe something a little bit more temporary. The
0: other the other week, Connor. I was listening to one of the Twitter spaces that Everton fans have, have been doing of a of a nighttime on Twitter, and Jamie Carragher made an appearance and, and he did make the point of you know, Farhad Mashiri himself can't be enjoying this. He's still a man a vast wealth. They have money that we can't dream of. So, you know, some of the losses he's incurred, it, it, it might not be the kind of money that that we could ever think about having, but it, it's still, you know, he's pumped his own money into a club. He, he's helping build a new stadium, but on the pitch, he, he just can't get that formula right. What, what must he be thinking now? Does there have to be the acceptance from him that he cannot continue playing fantasy football, football manager? And, and leave football decisions to
1: football people? Well, I think it goes back to what Gav said there, doesn't it? I think, you know, you would like to think that the strategic review, the outcome of that certainly around what's been Micheri's input on the football side of things, is that he takes a step back and brings someone in who, you know, who he trusts and has got real football knowledge to make football decisions. Because, you know, we've seen already, haven't we, you know, you read pieces like by, by Phil kirk Bradwin, when, when Marcel brought at the club and, you know you almost get the feeling that reading you know, Marcel brands operate with one hand behind, behind his back because you know no matter what he'd done or what he wants to put forward you know now when then far had to just feet it and do what he wants to do and, and everyone got on with it. You know you look at the you know the, the appointment of you know Benitez you, you look you're the appointment of Benitez is a prime example because there's at the board of that time he was Bill kind right back, back to these bad backell Marcel brands you know Farabasheri and only Farad Macheri wanted to appoint Rafa as his manager to go away, you know, Bill Carrick would have had him anywhere near the club, Did he? bastell probably would have had him anywhere near the club, and Marcel Brangton won him, so he, he pushes through that, and then it, it's left with you know, Marcel to work with him, so I think ultimately it goes back to what, what Gav said there, if we're going to bring a title of football in, then we've got to bring the best pace we can in, but then Mache's got to, far has got to take a step back and say, right, okay, well, you run things now, you know, I, I've tried, I, I, I've done, you know, five, six years of, of, of having to put in transfers, and and and, and, and managers etc and it's not really worth and if anything it just cost a lot a lot of money you know rapidly says now and probably his coaching staff when they're to the duties, it's more money that the club's gonna have to fork out to to pay them people off. It's it's a regular season occurrence, isn't it? You know, losing losing man manage, sack managers you know there's only Carl last year where he's got a full season and even he end get off at the end or, or it didn't cost the club a penny. But the club lost out because again, Farad was naive with with Carl in terms of he put that close in his contract where he, he basically says he can, he can leave if a big club comes in, he can leave for free. And, and that's exactly what happens in Everton, you know, got not one ounce of compensation for, for losing the manager. So I think ultimately, I would like to see him take a step back. And I'd like to see him certainly look at, you know, handing the range on to someone else who's got a real football knowledge and real kind of, you know, experience in, in handling football administration duties and, and planning and, and, and insights and stuff like that. But I think ultimately he's got to take that first step far himself and say, you know, I'm taking the step back now because I think until he does that, we're just gonna keep going around these circles because, you know, you look now with Martin is it's possible we get the job that shows that we've not learnt any lessons and far yet you've not learned any lessons.
3: The Royal Blue Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
0: Your your answer bored Gavin that much there? He just got off for a bit. I know. it back on me, Chris. A, a, a large portion, of some of the, a large portion, I should say, of the frustration that I'm seeing certainly on social media is that in the space of a few weeks, Farhad Mashidi seemingly sanctioned Rafa Benitez to sell Luca Dean to bring in two fullbacks to the tune of more than twenty million pounds. Prior to that, Marcel Brands left the club. Dan Donaghy, head of medical services, who seemed to be a popular figure, he left Ooh. the club. But in terms of those couple of weeks with Dean going out, with two players coming in, with Amwell El Ghazi coming in on loan too, and then to sack him, he's got to, at some point, do you think, come out and publicly explain these decisions or, or give the fans, you know, don't go to talk sports, don't go to Sky Sports, Come out and speak to, to the fans through the club, through the official channels and explain what the next steps of this club are going to be. Because Everton are still selling out every away game, you know, a whole, no matter where it is, they're selling out. The fans are as passionate as ever, which which you noted in your one of your pieces after knowledge. They're still going yeah. to these games in droves, but they're not getting any... I, I can kind of understand why a frustration builds if there's got to be a, met, a method to his madness, so to speak. He's got to come out and say why Rafa, in the dying embers of his reign, was allowed to make these footballing decisions.
2: Yeah, I certainly think that he's, he's got to come out and um, sort of explain what his strategies are and stuff. We've been saying that for a, for a long time Uh He's, he's he's seldom um, at the games. I, I know he's obviously got the requirements with him living in Monaco. He can only go to the UK so many occasions each year. But he, even if he just turned up for all the games, it'd still be in his remit. So that's not a problem. He could be there. Um, he hit that whistle stop tour. He actually was in Liverpool, wasn't he? Um, last Thursday, he met with Rafa and uh, at the uh, at the club offices at the. Uh, the Royal Liver buildings and then at this quick um, trip over there, Phil reported that and um, obviously spoke ahead of the Norwich city game, but given um, the result, things changed quickly. Um, yeah, he's got I think that everyone would agree that he's got to explain these decisions, but in terms of the decisions that he allowed Rafa to make on the one hand, at first glance, it does look um, again, very strange that he's oh, Benitez has been given the power to, um, to get rid of this senior player, who was, um, you know, the only left back at the club until they brought in Mikelenko, so he just sent the start of the season Luke would be on his way out. You know, less than a year after signing a new long term deal, Eyebrows would certainly be raised, uh, and then obviously bringing in the two new players. But we, we were discussing this on the on the long journey back from Norfolk uh, at, the, at the weekend, and myself uh, and Phil was explaining that, and um, perhaps it's not. As all as it seems and certainly in terms of the two players who did come in obviously Phil has written about the fact that it was maybe part of the club's long-term strategy to sell Dean at some point given that you know he's certainly not a veteran but was advancing in in years obviously it's, it's come to a head much more quickly and much more dramatically than anyone would have expected but perhaps um Dean was always going to be sort of maybe ushered out and sold at a profit at one point but The new players who've come in, the 2 fullbacks full-backs, Vitaly Mikhilenko and Nathan Patterson, they weren't so much just Rafa's men. Okay, he is the manager who signed them, but it's not like it was only Rafa Benitez who wanted those two young players to come to the club. I believe they were already on the radar. Certainly, Nathan Patterson was one that Brands and his team had identified. Ironically, Rafa had sort of balked and hesitated in the summer, but then came back for him and signed him in January um, after Brands had gone. And uh, Vitaly Mikhilenko, another one who the club, I believe, had been monitoring for a long time. So it's not that they were just Rafa Benita's signings and with him out the door now, well, that's a waste of time. I mean, who knows? Whoever comes in might not fancy either of them. But no, I believe that those two were sort of more on the, the sort of general radar. But yeah, in terms of Mashiri coming out and explaining his strategy, If indeed there is one, I'm sure there is some sort of method behind there in in his own mind, and that would be welcomed by everyone.
0: Well, to finish off today, lads, I'm going to throw the three of you on the spot. Gav, I'll start with you. Who should be the next Everton manager?
3: Incident or permanent? Up to you. 41 minutes this podcast lasted. Can I have another 41 minutes to uh, <laughs> <get my> answer? <laughs> um, I, I don't, Sam. I, I'm completely out of ideas. Out of yeah. I, you know, I think it'd be good and it'd certainly be good to have, but I don't think it's domestic circumstances, probably. To, I think Lee Carsley. Yeah, I think if you ask him for somebody to be in and around the club in a coaching position, or maybe I think Lee Carsley, because he's obviously very gifted, but obviously, obviously as well, documented domestic arrangements may may preclude that. Um, I I I don't really know. I mean, you say goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, so people- just to just to interrupt, Gav, someone in the comments called Justin has told you to stop sitting on the fence. Oh.
3: They want I'm answers, the, Gav Okay which uh, one an answer, I don't know That's my answer <laughs> Conor That's given me I, I, some, I'm going to the, the No, don't know Barnaby option I haven't got a clue, Sam um, But I think I, I do go with Interim to the end of the season Permanent from the, the summer When I think about it more more deeply
1: Connor? Uh, for me, short, uh, you know, interim basis, Duncan Ferguson till the end of the season, possibly yeah, just to even just the next couple of games, trying to get a bounce, like you know, just to, just to give everyone a bit of a lift. I think more than anything, I think just to take it, you know, kind of a couple of weeks at a time. But yeah, he'd be he'd be my coach because I think he's the one person who probably be in like the fan base in in the coming weeks and get everyone kind of back on side.
0: Tris, final word with you?
2: Yeah. Um, Wayne Rooney. I like Graham Potter as well. I'd have gone for Graham Potter in the summer, but um, Wayne Rooney. And, it, and it's not, and I admit, it's not without risks. All, they've all got a huge risk. It is it is a lot sooner than I wanted and in more difficult circumstances. But, yeah, you're asking me for a name, Wayne Rooney. Remember the name. <laughs>
3: Can I just add, add there, I... I, I you said, think would we'll be the ne- next ever manager. And who wants the next man ever manager are two completely different questions. Of course, who I'd want it as the next ever manager, I'd, pass- I'd have posed it all day long. Mm. But who but I like think I- is I- going to be the next ever manager that ch- is another question, isn't it?
0: Maybe so. Well, that was 45 minutes, in, and as you've pointed out, Gav, I could have listened to you all for another 45. And thank you so much for everyone who's joined in on Facebook Live. With all your comments, especially to the person, Justin, who told Gav to stop sitting on the fence. That was my <laughs> We will be back this week as there are more developments in the Everton New Manager search. Thank you so much for listening, whether you've been on the Facebook Live or in the usual place you get your podcasts. Remember, you can join our Royal Blue Podcast group on Facebook and you can follow us all and send us your messages and thoughts on Twitter if you're that way inclined. We've been the Royal Blue Podcast. Thanks for listening.